if you start to notice like, yeah, actually I really do this function a lot. That gives you clues to your personal brand. That gives you clues to what's important to you. And then it's, you start to see how you can pull out stories from different parts of like, oh, I, I, I did do that there. I did do that. Oh, I, I'm starting to see how it's all connected. This is the Get Med Savvy podcast on a mission to empower individuals to make more informed choices through practical discussions of medicine and the business of healthcare. With your host, Tiffany Ryder. Just a reminder, although I am a licensed healthcare clinician, my ramblings here are just that and should never be construed as medical advice. The primary care team are the real heroes, and you should definitely check with yours. Now, here's Tiffany. Hey, Rebecca. Hey, I'm excited to see you today, my favorite person. Oh my gosh, it's always a good time to get to chat with you, and I'm just so excited to be doing this together Um So I have absolutely come a full 360 on the personal branding conversation. It was a concept that seemed a little bougie and out of reach and just sort of strange to me at first. Um, But really going through this experience, uh, being guided through this experience, essentially by you, these past uh, few months has been pretty transformative for me, for my business. Um, And I'm just excited to share that with the entrepreneurs and solopreneurs and creators that listen to the podcast. Well, I'm super excited to be here and I'm excited to talk about all things branding. Yeah. Awesome. So we have actually never had this conversation. Tell me a little bit about your history, what your training is and how you got into this. Wow. Honestly, um, my career has been all over the place. I've worked in startups. I've worked in nonprofit. I've worked in education. But one common thread in my background has been um, this piece of communication and seeing how systems of communication, visual communication, written communication, all of them, how they all work together. Um, and they really drive the ship of a company or an organization. And so there's always been that element in everything that I've done. I have a degree in communications and a minor in graphic design. So there's that educational piece. I was a photographer for 15 years and had my own business. Um, absolutely loved that era of my life. But I think that through all of my experiences, And all the different places I've worked, I used to say, like, do I know what I'm doing? Like, I would get hired for jobs all the time and think, am I the person to do this? Because one common thing about my jobs all throughout my career has been, I would feel like I am not the most qualified person to do this job. Like, I don't, I don't feel like I know what I'm doing. But my employers would always see something in me of like, we trust that she can figure it out. And then I would learn this whole new skill. So I've gotten a toolbox of skills along the way, along the 20 years of working in these different environments. And it's kind of brought me where I'm at today, which is working with people like you, confident, strong women who really are just at the stage in their business where they're like, I need to step out into the spotlight and I need to elevate my digital presence and I don't know how to do it. So that's where I'm at. So many of us uh, walk around, whether you call it imposter syndrome or just like being new to life, right? You you join your career, you have your fancy degree and you walk on site and you're like, I'm going to do these things. And then you realize that that's just not how it works, right? You're always learning new skills and... Yeah, it has not been a linear, definitely has not been a linear path. But now when I look back, there is, there are unifying 
things about all those experiences. And so I think that even the fact that I can do that for my own self um, it really is helpful when I work with clients too, because we can see how it all works together um, to, to be the person, to be who you are, where you are today, and to see the value of you versus just your skill set, just your resume. Um, like I said, I used to kind of feel like, um, but really, I'm more of a generalist and I can do a lot of things really well. And because of that exposure in the different industries and fields, it really gives me a lot of knowledge to pull from. So it's cool. Yeah. It's cool now, now that I can, you know, I still don't know what I want to be when I grow up, but it's okay. None of us do. Right. I'm convinced. So it's neat when I met you, um, the circumstance is what I can imagine any independent contractor, for lack of a more general term, uh, could ever want. I actually had a former colleague who had some terrible things happen in her life that had brought her to a place of needing to overcome. She had lost her husband at an age that was, you know, too young for anybody to lose their husband. She had a young family. And essentially, her journey was one of, instead of allowing that tragedy to define her in any negative way, she had gathered resilience and strength and all of these skills that are really difficult to characterize, I thought. I had gone off to study medicine and, you know, change career paths. Um, we ha didn't have any contact and then we came back in contact and, and I looked at her LinkedIn site and she had written a book and she had a podcast and I said, oh my gosh, you managed to put all of this wonderfulness and resilience and amazingness of what you've overcome and somehow you've been able to you know, use that personal experience to show your competency in doing life and ability to coach and consult with others. Um, that's really impressive. How did you do that? And she said, uh, I didn't do that, but I can tell you who did. <laughs> and, and essentially, that's how I found you, right? Yeah. So it was like, you know, I didn't need to ask any questions about your training, because I really just didn't care at that point, because, <laughs> you know, your work was all I needed to see. Um, but I think for some people, it's really hard to understand why would I spend time and money investing in a personal brand? There's a couple things to think about. First of all, we're all online. Everyone's online. For credibility, you have an online presence. Um, so when we use the word personal brand, a lot of people think I'm not a 21-year-old TikTok influencer selling candles or beauty supplies, or um, I'm, not, I'm not trying to grow a YouTube channel and be famous, or, you know, they think of it's like a personal brand is like a lifestyle brand. And it can be, that is one genre. But a personal brand is really just visually showing people who you are. And it's helping people be seen and heard. It's like you need a reputation in those digital streets just to, put, to pull all of the things about you together so that you can make the connections you want to make, be invited to sit at those tables that you want to sit at, move up the career ladder, meet interesting people, make more sales. It, it, it's a lot of things. But I think um, people tend to think personal brand is like an extra. But honestly, everybody is building a personal brand. Everyone has a brand. Everyone. It's yeah. just you're either intentionally building it or you're letting it organically build it. But there comes a time where you're ready to level up and you just you need to know how.
You're just like, how yeah. do I level up? What do I do? And so that's really where I come in. And that's where we have some fun. And let me just say this too. Like a lot of people think personal branding means you got to share your whole life out there on whatever social platform you're on. No, it can be whatever you manage and design it to be. I'm not talking about social posting. That's not your personal brand. That is so not your personal brand. As a professional woman building a brand, you can choose to show whatever parts of your personal life you want and make that human connection. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about your thought leadership. We're talking about your value. We're talking about who you are as a person. And people do business with people. So showing that human side along with what's really important to you, that makes up your personal brand. Yeah. Medical professionals don't really put themselves out there and don't develop personal brands. It's not required for us. But I think for me, the value or, you know, rather if I start with a problem, the problem that I really had is that I'm extremely passionate about certain divisions of medicine and access and things like that. And the reason that I am so passionate about those things has to do with personal things, not professional things. You can't look at my resume and say, oh, that makes sense why she cares so much about access to care. It's like I would talk to people and I would find that they didn't understand what the connection was, right? Okay, you spent time as an NFL cheerleader and now you're a PA and you care about access to care, but why? Right. right? And so it was a really challenging story, I think, for me to weave and sort of navigate together. So to your point of what to disclose, I wanted to disclose to the world, you know, my upbringings that I <laughs> grew up without access to healthcare and mm -hmm. in a, a situation of limited means. But finding a way to say those things in a professional manner is really challenging for people who aren't in marketing. So, right. And, right? and your brand, your brand helps people get to know you fast. Your brand makes it easy for people to understand you. Um, you know, a lot of times like on LinkedIn, for instance, you know, it's like a resume. We have all the places we've worked and we have all of the industry jargon, which is the place that should be. But your brand is even bigger than your LinkedIn profile. I like to call it like the mothership. It's like the big internal dashboard. It's like that brand is, is you and defining that and putting some parameters to that for right now um, and getting clear on your messaging and what kind of jobs, what kind of speaking engagements, what kind of podcast episodes. It kind of takes it out of your head and it gives you a dashboard, a mothership to kind of fly and move forward and know this is what I'm passionate about. I'm going to stay within these parameters for right now as I build this part of my brand and as I want to make these connections or I want to advance my career in this direction. So the brand is really important because we need fast. We need to know who you are, what you're about, and can reach out and then can move forward. So it really does um, bridge the gap between who is this person or wow, they're really awesome but they don't know that you're available for consultation, available to speak, available to podcast. So your brand just makes it easy for people to know who you are, what you're about, and how to work with you. Yeah, I think that's a really valid point because one of the biggest values that I got personally from the whole experience of you know investigating and developing a personal brand was I feel and felt 
very passionate about specific things. But when you look at those specific things separately, sometimes they almost seem siloed, like there's no connection between them, right? And that whole experience of realizing that what connects the passions that I have is the intense desire to empower people Mm -hmm. to be autonomous and to feel informed and feel in control of their own space and their own lives and their decisions and their health. And, you know, what might look like 20 different aspects or different, you know, interests is essentially all related to the same core concept. Mm -hmm. How do you recommend people start thinking about their personal brand to sort of condense it into this clear vision? So it's a process, obviously. However, something that people can do just right now, your listeners can do right now, is first of all, think about who you are, what function, what role have you played in your life? Take a moment and look back. Usually this has popped up for you in many ways and think like, what do people come to me for? Not your skill set, but your function. And that's the difference. It's not really a skill set because we can all learn to do a skill, but it's like a function. Like I like, do people come to you to solve problems? Do people come to you to take action? Do people come to you for encouragement? Do people come to you to listen? I mean, we all, we, we can do all these things, but if you look, you kind of notice there's probably a function that you kind of tend to do. Um, I tend to champion people and very much like you, like want to like encourage people to feel empowered, to trust themselves and take the next action step. So people who don't want to solve problems usually don't come to me. Like I'm not always the best listener. Now, I wouldn't be a good therapist because I wouldn't be a good counselor probably because I would be just like, oh, let's get a plan together and let's let's move forward. But that might not be the function you know that that person needs. So I think your listeners can start thinking about what do I, not what do I do? Who am I? Like, who am I? It gives you, it kind of gives you, it informs you. And you probably do more than one thing. But if you start to notice like, yeah, actually, I really do this function a lot. That gives you clues to your personal brand. That gives you clues to what's important to you. And then you start to see how you can pull out stories from different parts of like, oh, I I, I did do that there. I did do that. Oh, I, I'm starting to see how it's all connected. So seeing how it's all connected, when you look at it, sometimes it feels very siloed. And when you're in the jar, it's hard to see the label on yourself. You know, you can't read it. Yeah, in the that's jar. fair. So you, sometimes it takes somebody else. And you went through the process. Like all of my clients start with a very detailed interview process where I elicit a lot of information and then I take that and then I work that and put it in a written brief and then we have a plan and it emerges. So I think that that is the base, the foundation for, for that brand. But in the meantime, just look at, look around, like, who are you? What do you do really well? Why do people come to you? What do you embody that people seek out from you? That's a really important question. I think that's a really interesting way to think about it that resonates with the experience that I had. You know, are you a consensus builder? Is Mm -hmm. that what you do? Do you bring people together? Are you a networker? Um, I don't know. It's a, it's, it's interesting how these seemingly unrelated qualities and interests like all come together and can be showcased as really what you bring to the table, because I think that's what it's all about, right? Yes. We can... 100% 100% look at a resume. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, 
you know, what you bring to the table, it's like, do you have skill sets? Yes, that's your resume. That's on you. You've already got that. And and the, the people that I work with and the clients that I work with, people like yourself, you, you're already accomplished in these areas. You already know what you're doing. You've already built a career. So it's not about building a brand. We're going to create something out of air. And, and I always talk about presence versus posture. We're wanting to expand your presence in a very intentional way. That's what your brand's doing. Versus yeah. posturing where we're going to create you to look like something you're not. And we all know the difference. We've been in meetings. We've been around people who are posturing to try to seem important. And they're, that's coming from a place of insecurity and they don't know what they're doing. Versus presence. When someone has presence, they're powerful. They're empowered. They're taking up the space. They feel like they deserve to be where they're at. And it gives them confidence. So your personal brand is really about giving you that permission and that confidence to just take up more space and to allow your presence to be experienced by other people. Not just, not just read, not just seen, but experienced. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that it's, it all resonates with me. I, uh, I remember when I was applying to PA school, it, it was like the running joke in my house that like, look, all I got to do is get an interview, right? right? Like it's, it's like, I don't have to worry about people seeing that I am authentic and a hard worker and I'm just someone who gets things done or, you know, whatever. All of these things that I don't have words for and don't really have a section on my resume, <laughs> right? Exactly. And as, right? And as someone who didn't come from a, a family environment where they were making sure that I checked all the right boxes, I didn't go to the best schools, but I'm incredibly capable. And how do I show the world, an employer, uh, you know, someone I'm trying to do business with, collaborate with, who I actually am? And it's much easier now, I think, with social media and video and, you know, the ability to connect um, without boundaries. But there have been many times in my life where it's like, I don't feel that my resume really is able to convey the value that I can bring to a project or an organization. And if I had known that it was called personal branding <laughs> 20 years ago, I would have found well, a personal brand. Well, there you go. I mean, that's exactly right. I really feel like the personal brand of today is yesterday's resume. And it's experiential. It's not a one-dimensional. It's not just a list of skill sets in a LinkedIn profile. It's it's so much more. Um, and that is where I think people sometimes are like, oh, that's a personal brand? Oh, yes. You mean I'm just showing who I am to the world and I get to be seen and heard? Not just my skill set, not just on black and white paper or on a screen. Yes, that's your personal brand. And for exactly. you, and I can even ask you, like you... You were, you didn't come to me asking for a personal brand. That's not what you, in your mind, you weren't thinking I need a personal brand. Sure. What did I need? I needed something that made sense. I wanted to present myself in an authentic yeah. way that conveyed what I was passionate about so right. that I could bring other people who are passionate about right. those things into my orbit. Right. And you thought I need maybe a new LinkedIn refresh, but you didn't know, oh no. I need a personal brand, but you saw someone yeah. else's and then you saw like, oh, some, there's something that happens in the brain. There's something that happens. I mean, we're very smart creatures, amazing human creatures. And we see something in, in like in one second, all these synapses happen, all these decisions, and we can see something and go that 
I want to know that person or I like that. I like something about that person or that seems legit or I can trust this. Yes. Those are like split second decisions that we used to make in person all the time. But in today's world, it's not in person. It's it's online. It's in person. It's on video. It's in the written word. It's all of these things. So your personal brand just kind of gives a home to all of those parts to help you be seen and heard. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it totally makes sense to me. Like anyone who's been in a capacity where you're hiring people, whether it's a contractor or it's someone to work for you. I worked with a woman. Her name was Madeline Figluski. She was amazing. And literally you could ask her to do anything. You'd say, Hey, Madeline, you think you could do this? She'd say, never done it before. Don't know how it works, but uh, guarantee I'll figure it out. Yeah. And like, you know, could I have found someone with a better resume than Madeline for that same position? Probably. I would say 100% across the board could probably find someone who had gotten a degree from a fancier school or who had done some specialized training program um, and would have never matched that quality. And so I feel like a thousand percent. I would rather in my positions where I've had to hire a team and build a team. Yeah. I would rather teach someone a skill set all day long than teach them those soft skills and the things that they bring to the table. Obviously the medical profession, you got to have those skill sets. It's very driven. However, I'm talking about, you know, providers like yourself who are also wanting to be on the side of policy change. You're wanting to help within the industry, forward facing outside the industry, people who interact with the industry, you're spreading, you're expanding your presence. So like those soft skills and the understanding and the things that you bring to the table are like the gold. Of course, we know your skill set over here is great. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, but like I would rather hire all day long somebody who I trust someone I know will get the job done and someone who brings that empowered feeling to the role, like your favorite employee there. I mean, that's what a personal brand helps people know about you. And it's important now. I mean, because you have less face time with people. You have less in real life time. Exactly. And I think that's the piece that I really didn't understand prior to this experience. And now it's like when you buy a green Honda Civic, (laughs) like, then the world is filled with green Honda Civics, right? That's it's so true. Like, now I see personal brand everywhere. Yeah, you see um, it now, whether it's intentional or not. Yeah. You're like, oh, now I see what that does. It's true. It's true. So I'm in more of the entrepreneur creator space at this point in my career. But my husband, for example, works for, you know, an amazing firm that he's very proud of and happy to be with. But he also has a personal brand. So like, how do personal brands differ between people who are independent? And how does your personal brand differ between even if you own your own company between you and your company? Right. So I think um, your personal brand is always going to go with you no matter where you go. That's important. You own it. It's yours. And it can't be cringy because it's you. So so I always tell people, don't don't worry about being cringy. You're not unless you're cringy, unless you're weird. <laughs> I mean, your brand's not going to be weird. Your personal <laughs> brand, it's you. So own it. You can't amplify. You have to own it before you can amplify it. You can't amplify what you don't own. So you know, I'm fortunate enough to work with people like yourself who are like ready to own who they are. And when once you own it, then you can amplify it. But the other part of that is when if you're someone like wanting to branch out and maybe start a, you know, like consulting business or speaking and you want to grow your brand awareness and you want to start being out in front of people, 
your personal brand is going to focus is going to be, we're going to bring all those things together and it's going to be the focus on that objective. But if you're, you know, someone who works, like you said, your husband works at a company and he's in a leadership role and he's growing his career and he has all of these things going for him. His personal brand can be incredibly lucrative to his career and to the company that he works for. There's really this relationship that I think so many people miss out on thinking that a personal brand is only for an individual business owner or a personal brand is only for someone who um, is an entrepreneur or like an online person influencer. It's not. In fact, when leadership employees are in alignment with a personal brand themselves that aligns with the company, it brings so much more attention to the company. It drives sales. It drives connections. It attracts not only clients, but also other employers, other people to that company because based on who you are and how you're showing up with your personal brand. So not everyone needs all the different assets that live under a personal brand. And there's different times where you might need different assets. You don't need a speaker sheet if you're not planning to speak. You don't need um, a media kit if you're not in a position that you you need a media kit. You may need a, a website. You may not. So it's not about it's not necessarily about, do I need all these things? It's about the brand, the messaging, getting really clear. I always say get clear before you get cute. So you get really clear on those things. And then whatever assets you need to use to help your brand be seen and heard, then you know it's very personal to each person. So it doesn't always have to look the same. But there's definitely elements that are the same. But I, I think people, that's where people think, oh, I'm not an entrepreneur, so I don't need a brand. Yeah, you already are a brand. I think of Elon Musk. Mm -hmm. Love him or hate him, Elon Musk has a brand. And that brand is different than Tesla. And it's different than SpaceX. And it's different than Twitter. Or, you know, it's different than X. Whatever we're calling it these days. But when I think of Elon Musk and his personal brand, I think, oh, it sort of fits with all of those companies, right? He is an innovator. He is a disruptor or, I don't know, into technology and likes techie engineering things. Like, Like everything fits with his personal brand, even though it's very different. Yeah, that's a that's a really great point. And I th- I find a lot of times when we're in the corporate space and people are looking to build to really expand their presence and and build that brand for themselves, sometimes they think they need to build a business. So they think I need to build a business and name a business. And that could be true or maybe it's not time for the business name yet. Like a lot of that's just where the corporate brain goes like, okay, I'm going to have this like, like for myself with my agency, I my agency is still under just me right now. I don't have a separate agency name yet. I I have different reasons to get to that point And I, we'll see what happens. But right now, it's me, my agency lives under my name. And if and when I decide to make an agency a separate entity, I can be you know, Rebecca Tozer, founder of this agency. But my agency is not my brand. My agency is something that I have founded. And it's something that it's a service that I'm offering. And it's a way I interact and work with people. But I am always me separate from a company, separate from whether it's a company that hires me as an employee or a company I founded myself. So I think there's sometimes a little bit of confusion and people tend to, they don't think they're hiding, but they kind of are hiding. Like their brain knows how to think like, okay, let me name a business and market a business. And no, you have to get comfortable just being the business. You are the face of your brand. And so um, you can add things to that brand, but 
you're going to always add them, but no, you're not a business. You're, you're the person. People want to know the person who's in the position, the person who is the founder. Elon Musk, we, we would love to know more about him. Maybe we don't want to know about all his companies, but we'd love to know more about him. So that's a great example. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it sticks out to me. I don't know if, you know, I can't even take credit for it. Maybe someone told me this, but like, but I think it's absolutely true. I know like when I'm on the hiring end, whether it's again, contractors or someone to work for me, like, like I would hire Madeline to do literally anything. Right. Like if it was video editing and she's never done video editing, I would still hire her over someone else because I know she does a great job. Right. Like I would hire you to do anything you would be willing to do. Um, And I think that's really the key point is that people do business with people. And at the end of the day, if I don't like you, I don't respect you. I don't feel like our missions are aligned. I'm not interested in that. And I think that that's probably true for most people. Right, right. And, you know, it used to be, you know, you played golf with people or you worked in a company and you got FaceTime and talked to people. Well, today we have to, we're a little more savvy and we're a little more spread out and opportunities Mm -hmm. are not so linear anymore. And I mean, it's amazing. I mean, you've even experienced this since your brand has launched that you've been able to make connections with people even easier, so much easier. And it's, is it because that what, what was the one special thing? It's a bunch of things working together. It's a lot of things and it's just catching the eye, catching the attention and who knows what part of that brand caught that attention, but that's the goal. That's the whole goal is to have presence yeah. and to attract the like-minded opportunities and people and network that you want to attract. That's the whole goal. Sure. Um, I have a Substack, as you know. <laughs> and when I announced the brand change on my Substack, and I was thinking through that post and how I wanted to really present it to the world, I said, you know, it may look different on the outside, but my mission is not only the same, it's even more streamlined, right? It's even more clear from this process. They're just different, I don't know, different colors, different fonts, different okay. pictures that might be like representing that. Um, but I have noticed that the response is different. It's just the way the world works. The response to the same message that I'm putting out there, the same person that I am, is different when I've got this professional, polished platform that I'm coming from. Mm. Um, How would you say someone can know if their branding strategy is working? Are they putting out, you know, the the brand that they need to be putting out into the world? I think a really simple way to know if your branding is working for you is look at what you're attracting. We're all magnets. So what are we attracting? Are you attracting those dream clients? Are you attracting those dream jobs, those opportunities? Are you being asked to do things that you were like, man, that's been on my vision board for the last two years or year. And it doesn't, sometimes it doesn't happen all at once, but it starts to build. And if you're sitting there and you're like, man, if I get asked to do one more fill in the blank where you're like, this is just not me. I've outgrown the space. I keep getting clients who fill in the blank, you know, Um, If you're not enjoying who you're working with and who you're attracting, something's not right because I promise what you're putting out, there's something that's not in alignment to the message. And the other thing is, if you start getting frustrated every time you sit down to do the next thing, whether it's writing, podcasting, 
uh, connecting with people. If you're getting frustrated because you feel like, ah, I feel embarrassed for them to see this, or I feel like this doesn't look right, or oh, I don't want them to see, like you're just starting to feel like you're not fitting into the spaces that you're in visually with credibility, that's another sign that maybe your branding needs some attention. Yeah, I think that's a phenomenal way to put it. I have been pleasantly surprised when I've reached out to people that are just role models for me, authors that I admire, scientists that are doing big things, CEOs of businesses in the industry that I'm just like in awe of. And I reach out to them and they say things like, oh, I'd love to take that meeting with you. That would be great. And, and, you know, there's still a part of me in those moments that says, oh, wow. Oh, wow. Right? Like, how does this happen? And, and it's, again, not because I've put on some front that's not authentic, but because I've allowed someone to, you know, help me sort of organize my presentation to the world. And I just think that's, it's invaluable, for lack of a better word, right? Yeah, I <laughs> like love it's it. just it's a real gift. Yeah, you're you're letting the world see and hear you and experience yeah. you. And that's what it's all about. That's what personal branding is all about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a it's been a ride for sure. So tell me a little bit more about, you know, who do you like to work with? How do you work with people? How do people find you? Well, I love working with right now, I do work with men, but Primarily, women are, have, been, have made up 90% of my clientele, confident women, powerful women who are really wanting to step up um, their presence and show their power and be comfortable with their power and let that be you know, seen, felt, and heard. I love working with people who, are, who know what they're doing, who have some proof of concept, who are really, like yourself, wanting to just kind of grow their network and do new things mm. and it's like they're getting ready. Like they have all the pieces, but they're getting ready for the the next era of what that means for them. And so I love working with those powerful women. It really is my favorite thing. They're, you know, they're smart, they're opinionated. They have a ton of skills. They know who they are. Um, It's just a lot of fun. So people can find me on LinkedIn. I am on Instagram and TikTok as well. I'm pretty much everywhere. I'll put all that stuff in the show notes yeah. for sure. I'm really into customer service. You could classify that in several <laughs> ways, right? Uh, my husband would sometimes say that I am high maintenance and I like to say that I have high standards. Um, but if I'm gonna take time to meet with someone um, and certainly if I'm gonna you know, invest and do business with someone, I have a high level of expectation that that person is as professional as I would be in their position. And from the first time I worked with you, it was very clear that it wasn't a transactional relationship in any way. Um, So, you know, people can go to your website if they want to know more about how you organize your packages or whatever. But essentially, you know, we had this meeting and I just said, look, I just, I don't know. I don't know what I need, but I I just need help putting it all together. Can you help me do that? And you said, sure. It, It was just such a lovely experience that felt like 
creating something wonderful and really supporting each other's mm-hmm. missions through our work. And I mean, that's what I'm here for. That's that's what I want out of life. I don't want transactional right, relationships right? with people. I love that. And it was wonderful. I love that. Thank you so much. That's so. I love that because that means so much to me because I want to have relationships with people I work with and it's not transactional. Yes, there's a transactional piece. However, I don't tend to overlap my clients. I work with one client at a time for the most part. Sometimes they overlap mm-hmm. a little bit, but I, I don't have, you know, 10 clients piecemealing out where, you know, they're just, they're a transaction or they're a deadline or they're a line item to get to. When I work with somebody on a project like yours, we, we block off some time and we make sure everything is done that that brand needs. And when you hire a creative director to oversee a project, that's the experience that I want my clients to have is it's, it's all taken care of. There's not going to be a lot of, you know, back and forth and like, well, that's going to be extra. That's going to be extra. That's going to be extra. No, it's, Whatever your brand needs, that's what your brand's going to get. So I love that you got to experience that. And I love hearing the feedback. It really means a lot. I'm with you. I have high standards too. I am always so honored when clients um, choose me to partner with them because I really do feel like it's an honor. Um, yes, there's a work aspect, there's deliverables, but to be able to help someone else's vision come to life and then they can take that vision and go out into the world with that and help other people see it and hear it and then do good with that. That's extremely meaningful to me. So I'm, I am so glad that you had a good experience. I'm so glad. Yeah. I mean, it was everything. And I don't know if, um, I'm not trying to be sexist. I don't know what it's like to be a man. Right. But as a mom, for sure. Like I feel like for the last, my oldest is 22. So for the last at least 22 years, I've been just like juggling, right? Like juggling everything, fragile things mostly. Um, And so I remember there were several times that I would send you an email or I would call you because I'm accustomed to serving that role, you know, both personally in my family as well as professionally, right? Where you're always sort of like, okay, I know I hired you to do this thing, but there's a part of me that can't trust you to do all of the work that needs to be done. So let me make sure that I'm asking the right questions and, you know, facilitating the process. And there were several times that you came to me and you said, you said, I am so happy. I am here for you. I will answer all of your questions. But just so you know, like, you you know, you don't, you don't have to ask me these questions. I promise you I'll take care of it. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then it became (laughs) clear, like, over time, that I legitimately did not need to worry about it. And I think that was huge for me to just be able to sit back and focus on my vision and focus on being clear and focus on what my actual needs right. were. And then versus right? managing then the, ever, the project see. and yes. not. Yeah, I that that is actually it's interesting you bring that up because I feel like with so many of my clients as women, they are all very strong and they like to take charge and they. I'm the same way. And so I attract the same women because like I understand them because I am them. And so I want to offer the service that like I want to have in return. Like I want, it's, it's almost like you're like, can someone please do this for me? Like, can someone please just take all of it? And then I don't have the responsibility, you know, on my shoulders to make sure this all plays out. And so when you can work with someone who can do that for you, it is kind of a breath of fresh air. And I will just say this little caveat is that so many times people think personal branding is a deliverable, like a creative deliverable, like a website or a landing page or, and and yes, that's part of it. 
But I've had so many clients who have come to me frustrated because they've hired a service, but it was very much a transactional service. It was very much a, you pay this, we'll give you this, give us your colors, tell us what you want to say, and here it is. And they're always disenchanted with it because it's not an embodiment of who they are. It was just a transaction. Yeah. So you can, you know, we've all been on the DIY stage. We've all done the bootstrap stage. We've all done those times where we make it work. But there comes a time where you're not about making it work. You're like, I need someone to do this for me. And the people yes. who come and work with me, I what I love about the women I work with is they're like, after they trust me, after they, they because you're not the only one. They do, it's the same, I see the same pattern. Once they get to that point of, okay, wait, she's really got this. Like, she's really got this. Like, I don't, she actually really, this is good. You know, and it's, it, and but it's like, I know. I, I see the arc happening. And I see the mini meltdowns, which aren't, they don't look like meltdowns to anybody else, but I, I can see when there's the things happening. And I've just learned like, oh, this is where they're at. I, I know where they're at. And so I can support them um, along the way. So that's, that's actually kind of fun too, but I'm glad you experienced yeah. that too. Yeah. And I think that was like, I mean, that's a value that I think is hard for you to really advertise about your own right? work. Right. But I think it was exactly what I needed. Um, <laughs> quick story, my husband every morning, you know, he, I do a lot of things, I swear. But my husband makes me breakfast awesome. in the morning most mornings, right? Yeah. Which is great. And he'll be like, well, how would you like your eggs? And I just give him this look like- Can you just tell him to make I a just, decision? Just make something and I'm just gonna be so happy with whatever it is, right? Because, you know, I think a lot of us are going through our personal and professional lives just on decision yes. and like information overload. And I think I noticed a, you know, a huge uptick when I started working in the emergency uh, department because it's literally it's just a decision after decision and like nothing is black and white and everything is subjective and there's more information. And sometimes I just don't, I just don't want to contribute. I don't want to tell you what brand colors I like. Right. I just want there to be brand colors that magically reflect who I am. And that, well, that's, I love that you say that because <laughs> that is so true. I can relate to like, I don't want to make the decision. Like I used to want to make all the decisions, but I'm at a stage in my life right now where there's very few things that I want to make the decision and I will make them, but please, I don't want to decide just somebody else have an opinion and just do it and let it be done. So I love that you said that because that is so true. That's the beauty of the process that I do is there should be pretty few revisions, if any. Yes, there's always little things. That's normal. But I'm talking about a lot of times clients are like, Oh God. Okay. So I got to sit down and give all this feedback. And it's like, no, you just like, does this hit it for you? And by that point, I've already been, you know, gathering and mining all this information from you so that when you do get it, when it all comes together, um, I think my clients tend to find like, it's a relief feeling because it's, they didn't have to come up with every decision. I didn't, I didn't present yeah. you 20 colors and we didn't go back and forth for days and weeks on colors. That's my job. So I, I Rebecca, <laughs> I just can't like I can't even like just thinking about that conversation that never happened makes me feel stressed. It makes me feel miserable. 
<laughs> like, yeah. And I think you're right. I think it was about just having these free-flowing, coffee-infused yeah. conversations early on. And you did ask some specific Absolutely. questions. I remember you saying, well, how would you feel, you know, on stage in a beautiful dress that fits you nicely and, you know, is a little low cut? And I was like, nope, not my jam, right? Like, that's not for me. And, you know, maybe that is for someone else. But I had the opportunity to say, you know, how I felt most powerful yeah. and um, most in my own element. And then I didn't have to play 20 questions every right. week for three right. months while we right. put it together. Right. That's the beautiful so. part. Because a lot of people are like, oh, God, what's expected from me? If I'm building a brand, how much work, what am I signing up for? And really, you're not signing up for anything if you get the right person. If you get the right person, it should be fun. It should be exploratory. You're going to learn about yourself. You're going to be visually excited. You're going you're gonna to have things you can use but you're not going to have to be working. <laughs> like you're not going to be working and, um, you know, like sweating a new task every day to try to figure out. That's why you hire someone who's an expert in that field because you want them to just do it for you. So I'm glad that the process was very enjoyable and not like you had a new job. <laughs> yeah. It was nice. I couldn't, I couldn't handle it at the, uh, at the time. And it was, it was great that it just sort of worked out. So I have to tell you before we sign off that I have had like three people contact me and say, can you share that speaker sheet with me? Can you share your press kit? It looks so good. And I'm like, well, it's PDF and, you know, it's got my face on it, but I'm happy to share. Um, but, you know, I've just gotten great feedback about your work. And just like you said, it's not about like, oh, I'm the prettiest, most impressive, you know, PA that ever walked the face of the earth. But it's about, well, this is just who I am. And this is the face and the body and the yeah. person that's attached to these words that you read online. And I think that, um, you know, it's resonated for a lot of people. So I'm just really happy that you were willing to come on here and discuss it in a little more detail so that those people can hear what that's like. Uh, thank you, Tiffany. It's been my pleasure. I've absolutely enjoyed every minute of working with you. So we'll have to find something else to work together on. I that's exactly how I feel, right? Like I'm, I have nothing but nice things to say and I'm just looking for the next like opportunity to collaborate. But until then, I will continue to send, you know, new private practices or health coaches or entrepreneurs, whoever I run into that's asking for this type of service because I just don't have enough nice things well, to say. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much, Rebecca. Thanks, Thanks for coming yeah. on. Thanks so much for listening to Get Med Savvy Podcast. To see what we're up to, check us out at www.tiffanyrider.com.